Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why... Amakir, why not Asta? Ribbit. It's a really fascinating part of the Forgotten Realms. Frogs float right up. Shut up, it. all of you. That's the rotting. This is just so great. You and me, we're going to have so many good adventures. Did I wipe your bum too? Oh man, there's a whole range of sexual uses for Mage Hen that I never previously considered. Ranger training. It's like five mm-hmm. goblins in a horse costume. Those horses are made of goblins. Remember that? That was great. Bye. What? Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 53, Horse and Rabbit Stew. MVP this week is Kimberly Caswell, who found us through our podcast of The Frost Maiden. Thanks for joining us, Kimberly. 
Dice Shame has been nominated for an Audioverse Award in the category of New Improvised Production. First and foremost, thank you to everyone who took the time to nominate us. If you have a moment, please vote for Dice Shame as Best New Improvised Production and our own Joe Fallick for Best Player Direction in a New Production. It would mean the world to us. Head to audioverseawards.net slash vote to vote. All right, should we do this? Let's do this. Let's go. It's pumpkins outside the grocery store time of year, folks. We did our seasonal decor this weekend. Oh, yes. I gotta say, there are a few ways to attach a wreath to your door that (laughs) don't result in a big hole in the door. Yeah. And I seem to have found one. You found (laughs) one. Oh. It was an interesting one. It involved a lot of very thin string and glue (laughs) and some screws and iron, a glue gun, and the Henry's shirt. Yeah, well, wow. it's it's there like a now. Lot and it's of work. Mostly secure. Well done. It's like a new a new spell that sounds like a wreath in and of itself. Yeah, that's right. Those are all spell Hang components. Level four. We're looking for good Halloween costume suggestions. By the way, I don't know if you guys have got that stuff planned out mm. already, but yeah. if you have any like three people, hmm. horses, like three one of them right. is a little boy, and then it's me and Harlan. Yeah, you and me is like camel humps, and Henry's the camel. <laughs> We would kill him with our crushing bodies. Yeah, true. <laughs> it sounds cute in theory, though. I don't know why I keep on thinking of Pokemon. Oh, like, oh that could be cute. Misty and Pikachu. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, Henry could make a good Squirtle. Mm. Oh! That's true, too. Oh, wow. That's true. Don't that go the Pikachu cute, route. That's overdone. It's oversaturated. Squirtle. Super cute. <laughs> you do all three evolutions of Squirtle. Hello. Oh. That's Wait. cute. Isn't there one with guns on his back? Yeah. yeah. Blastoise. Gun Squirtle? You can get those across the Blastoise? Border. Really? <laughs> I'll have two turtle shell cannons, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right you know, on. with the way they sell fireworks, you could probably <laughs> hook something up. That's Ooh. fair. Um, you guys could go as your D&D characters. <laughs> Should we play? Yes, let's yeah. play D&D. Hey, let's play d and <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. Bing, bonk, bonk, Whoop. boop. It is the morning of the 2nd of Uktor, the rotting, which is like the November analog in the Faerun calendar. That's the rotting. That's (laughs) That's the the rotting rotting for you. Rotting out here. November in (laughs) D&D. That's right. Honestly, I could get behind calling just calling it the rotting. The like rotting. You know, everything's <laughs> dying, <laughs> guys. When were you born? Twelve of the rotting. It's actually kind of metal, really. Yeah, it is it's kind of metal. Badass. Well, when were you born? The rotting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking born in the rotting. <sighs> so many cool. Why can't we have badass names? November. Reckoning. I think we do. We just Sounds like it, an it's too familiar to us. Sure. April. It's lost its metal edge. Yeah, we open on Red and Bee hunting in the woods together. The sun rises watery and pale over the hills surrounding calling horns. The tops of the evergreens catch the light first, while the crush of dried leaves underneath the canopy is still bathed in shadow. We see Red and Bee walking quietly together, bows out but not drawn, held with the careless ease of skillful killers. It's beautiful out here. It is. It's so quiet. You know, I'm glad to be away from that snow. Are you feeling better? Yeah, I think I've shaken off the last bits of my cold. Red has this real sullen demeanor about him. Even the color of his fur seems a little bit darker after losing Asta. 
and uh, every once in a while, B catches him sort of looking off towards the woods as if he's scouting something. But in truth, he's he's just sort of listlessly looking out between the trees. Did you want to talk about it? <sighs> she was a good friend. And he sort of shakes his head and walks off the path. I imagine there's these sort of wet ferns that he presses down and he kneels for a second, clears this little path before him. And he casts Minor Illusion, mm. uh, a new cantrip that he's gotten in Icewind Dale. And I'm sure he's told B about this, mm-hmm. maybe on the way here. Mm-hmm. And just her nay kind of sounds out quietly. Not not quite a whisper, but not loud enough to, you know, to scare things in the wild. The sound and, of her like wicker. Exactly. And he sort of smiles and 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 then closes his palm once again. <sighs> I wanted to be very angry last night. I wanted to turn to Kraloth and scream at him. Why Amakir? Why not Asta? And then he turns to Bean his eyes sort of fall, that anger underneath sort of dissipating. But then I thought of Jack and what he lost in Icewind Dale, watching his friend catch blaze before us. It's He needed this. He needed this more than me. And he stands up, sort of brushes the, the rotting off his legs, and, uh, and he just embraces Bee for a moment. Yeah, she gives you a big hug, and she whispers... Into your fur. I'm sure that Kraloth didn't mean anything by it. No, probably not. And you can tell there's something on his mind. He sort of just lingers for a moment. B, it's important to uh, to remember that you have to um, be cautious, always. And he thinks back for a moment of what he saw Kraloth do last night before the trolls approached. Uh, the moment where he caught Kraloth going through the bag of holding and genuinely thought it was something relatively innocuous. But now in the light of the day, with the bizarreness in which Kraloth excused himself from the stables, no smile to red, no warmth, no talk of I'm sorry or addressing the fact that Asta lay there dead, just leaving this wheel begins turning behind Red's eyes, the same cold, calculated demeanor he has when he hunts. And he lays a hand on B's shoulder and just says, we'll just be careful together. Of course. Red, you know that I'm really happy to be here with you. (sighs) And I'm happy that you are here with us. I never thought I would have someone like you. And I think you're really teaching me things, too. I I hope so. I may not be the best student all the time, but I've been taking notes. She pulls out like a little notebook and it's like, Red's lesson, number five. And there's just like a drawing of her being like, oh. I don't know what those those squiggly skings are. But listen, you absolutely have been the best student. Uh, Take take an aim at that. And he sort of like aims her towards uh, a tree and... She loses an arrow. I rolled a natural 17. Hey there. Oh, very natural. You know, she's proficient, (laughs) dexterous enough. In perfect parallel to the first time Red ever tried to shoot a tree, which was episode one that he rolled a natural one on. He's like, (laughs) you know, missing sometimes is just as important. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we head back to the tavern, right? So it's 
uh, still fairly early in the morning, Tamalin Zoar uh, has got some of the locals from the settlement uh, to take a look at the holes in her place. There's a couple of woodworkers there already taking measurements and discussing how they're going to patch up the stables and things. And uh, we have, what, Crayloth, Doran, Jack, you're all hanging out in the common room probably, mm. having some yeah. breakfast, or what are you up to? Breakfast. I think mm. uh, Jack's probably got a book on the table, one of the ones that recovered from Nethro, and he's just sort of eating around the book and turning pages and just like fa- fascinated. hasn't taken his nose out of it since. It's a very Jack thing to do. Mm-hmm. Which one are you reading particularly? I think this morning he is reading The Lost Scrolls of Sabriel, which is written in Elvish, of course, and a scholarly tome analyzes fragments of eight ancient scrolls left behind by a sun elf wizard who taught magic to cloud giants. And so I think every time he's reading this old book, he's like, fuck Zephyros, I bet you didn't know this one. And, you know, just oh, thinking about awesome. all of the all of the like ways he's like, well, I can't wait till I tell my dad about how much more I know about giant s- source of magic now. Jack and his dad issues. I'm really curious... If Jack is one of those people who reveres books such that you wouldn't dog ear a page, or whether you're like writing notes in the margins. Oh and, God, you, you know. can't! You these are antiques. You can't possibly ever get another copy. <laughs> There's of your shit. answer. You're, How could I even ask? I mean, do do you have book reading gloves? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> he uses mage hand to turn the page. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely uses mage hand. I think I That's think Jack's great. soul is still damaged from the time that the the treasure box got thrown at him by um, Chief Good Grudhog just yeah. because it was an antique and it got broken on his body like that damage hurts him. So sad. Not writing in the pages of his book. <laughs> he wakes up at night screaming but, in a cold sweat. Yeah. He does have a notebook nearby <laughs> taking notes and page numbers though. Yeah, and I think Kraloth is sitting there, and Kraloth has has eaten most normal people's fill, and um, as he's kind of chewing on a uh, rind of bacon. He kind of turns over and um, he's he's kind of taken by the little stack of books that, that Jack has there. You've kind of got them laid out. I imagine you weren't sure which one. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, he's he's got quite a collection of them. He's carrying a little library around in his backpack, yeah. not quite you're letting <laughs> it, it out of his sight. <laughs> sort of stands them up in a row around. He's him. got like a dozen different volumes he's sort of looking through, yeah. Makes a little book for it. And Kraloth is just so kind of looking at the spines of, of these books, you know, just quizzically reading through them. Doran is sitting and enjoying his morning coffee and his morning cigarette, and uh, he's having a long conversation with his orc splitter, his axe. Oh, oh yeah. That's fun. <laughs> he's got a small pint of uh, like specialty wood oil, and he's oiling up the handle of orc splitter and he's kind of like polishing the head say what is the biggest orc that you've ever taken down too many to count oh that was the answer i was looking for (laughs) (laughs) this is just so great you and me we're gonna have so many good adventures Doran feels like the kind of guy who would get stuck chatting to a bot online and just be just tells him exactly what he wants to hear. And, and it's like there's sort of responses yeah, yeah. to what he's saying, but just not like really. In a circle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the axe is not terribly intelligent. Like she's aware of what's going on yeah. and she knows what's happened to her in the past and stuff, but she's not gonna be able to give you like the most no. sparkling insights that you've ever had. It's perfect for Doran. The two of them are like just doing exactly back and forth. Yeah. I'm like braiding the little piece of little piece of leather that hangs off the tail. I love that oh, because you know you, you care so much about weapons. Like she's in mm-hmm. really good hands. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and I feel like at some point red and B enter in mm-hmm. and there's sort of this like physical wash of cold wind that bursts in to just sort of perfectly set the awkwardness. He's holding like two hairs, one in either hand down by his side and yeah, it's kind of quiet. He, he sort of glances at everybody and, and then sort of looks down to his feet. And immediately Kraloth stands up. He says, Red, B, uh, come on over. I, I got food for everybody. Come on, there's, there's, there's plenty here. We, we got some, uh, we got some, oh, I think these are poached eggs and we got some bacon here mm. and some 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 scr- mm. scrambled potatoes. He kind of looks sideways at Red for just half a second to sort of judge his reaction. Uh, yeah, I, well, you know, I, I, I was... It's part of Bee's training. I was going to show her how to cook these uh, hair uh, over the uh, uh, open fire. Uh, we're just going to be out front if anyone wants to join. <laughs> just come in to do the same thing. Okay, well, I can. I would gladly come out and give you some 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 pointers. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I want to teach her myself. Uh, okay, uh, I, but you can come. I I understand that. No, no, it's it's okay. I'll I'll, I'll sit here and uh, no, I mean I keep on reading. You you guys have a nice breakfast. Um, yeah. yeah. And Red, like, turns around and sort of walks out the door. And then as the awkward conversation is is winding down between Kraloth Just and, hangs and in Red, the air. Yeah, Doran looks at the axe and he says, Have you ever skinned a rabbit? Oh, I could show you how it's done. Hey, come on out. You, you, could do, you could do the tough work. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then I, I proceed to go out. Kraloth turns to, to Jack after Doran's walking out with this great axe that he's going to skin a rabbit with. And Kraloth's like, Yeah. I got to see this. <laughs> and he follows him out. <laughs> that dwarf lives to skin things. <laughs> so as you guys are on your way out uh, and, and I guess building a fire on the front lawn of this No, inn? like, you know, just off the edge of the woods. I feel like this is part of the ranger training that like sure. he wants to show. Because like, it's not just about hunting, but also about trapping and killing and cooking. It's definitely mm. a small settlement. There's I'm going to show how to make rabbit jerky. The edge of the forest is right there. So yeah. so you're there building a fire and Tamlin comes on over while you guys are building your fire to to cook this brace of rabbits. Mm. We have the permits. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I just wanted to say uh, again, thank you guys for defending the inn. Oh, no problem. <laughs> we look, look up. It's like kind of falling apart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> spot where the troll had climbed up the side of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> If everybody else is going outside, there's. I think he would sort of pack up, make like a careful Belle note of where he's Beauty and the coming, Beast. And, yeah, like walking and reading at the same time. Mage hands holding the book and flipping the pages. Why in not? Front of him. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it how, could be. It could be Mage hand floating the book in front of him. Absolutely. Like, well, that's and that's how Naxine, the same way Naxine did it. Classic wizard trick. Yep. He's maybe got his own like minor illusion list of like notes he's keeping beside him on the other side, floating. I love that. Cool. Uh, yeah, but he's coming out. Did I wipe your bum too? Oh man, there's a whole range of sexual uses for Mage Hand that I never previously uh, considered. Uh, oh wow, I never thought about that either until you just said that. Right? Oh, the possibilities are endless. Wizards, am I right? <laughs> We're all single, I guess. Right? <laughs> Creeps. For a reason. I mean, why not? So why did you choose Mage Hand as a cantrip? <laughs> well, there's this spot right up my <laughs> Every teenage boy's choice for the cantrip. Yeah. The first one you want to learn. You know, they say precipitation gives you fireworks, but... Only Mage Hand makes me explode. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you watch as, uh, as Doran sinks the axe into uh, a stump. And one edge of the axe it sits upwards towards him as he 
takes one of the hairs. I'm assuming you give him a hair. Yeah, I'd give him. I, I'm like, oh, I'll do one of these, and you guys do the other. And uh, the axe is now, you know, it was very gruff. It still is gruff, but it was a little bit dull. It's now like so so sharp. I I pluck a hair out from my own head, and I oh look how sharp you are. I feel like when you stick her into a log, it's like wee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold here. And then what you're going to do is, yeah, slice right into the skin as you walk. Well, that's how he does it. This is how I do it. And I, like, go over to B, like, trying to be like, yeah. that's you cut around here and you pull it off. And Instead of moving the knife on the rabbit, Doran moves the rabbit on the sharp edge of the axe. The axe. Anyways, that's all I'm getting at. So he removes the skin. And- so you're heading out to Nuanar's hold today? Um, I suppose so. Yeah. I know there's someone who'd beg you a favor if you were heading out that way. Mm-hmm. A man named uh, Orthavir. He lives just down down there. She points at a little cottage uh, off the ridge. He also runs the Lion Shield Coster. So if you need any shopping done, then that's sort of that like right. franchise pop up shop, right? Yeah, By Kevin totally. Costner. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, she turns to you, Red. I know that you lost your horse last night, and uh, Orthavir would be able to help you out with that as well. Yeah, my eyes like flick to Kraloth's for a second and then back to her. Yes, um, Orthavir could help me with a horse. Uh, right, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. There's like an awkward silence among everybody. But at this point, Orin trundles out of the inn and he's carrying everyone's bags on his back and he's like, <laughs> Master Red, I've got your things. That's uh, all right, I got most of them here. And I tap the bag of holding, which hasn't left my side mm. since uh, the previous night. So he's like packed up everyone's bags and he's Thanks, like, Orin. Yeah, thanks, Orin. That's really <laughs> nice of you. Hey, good job, buddy. Uh, thank you so much for letting us stay here. You're welcome for saving you from the trolls. Sorry your house couldn't be in better condition. That's all right. It'll be right as rain soon. So so what's Orthavir, what's the favor he wants? I think he's got something to deliver to Nuanar's Holden. If you're headed that way anyway, then, you know, uh, you uh, may as well. If it's a horse, we're going to kill two birds with one stone. And Doran hands Red the skinned rabbit and sheaths his axe. And he says, I don't see why uh, we couldn't uh, stop and do another favor before we leave town, especially to get you uh, your new horse there, Jack. I'd say you can... Right, shit fart, but red. It's just a pony. Emicure's fine. My, my horse died, Doran. Let's <laughs> not worry about it. Heart's in the right place, though. How far is this place? Two days travel. And you sorry, wanna... I mean Orthavir. What's just down there? Orthavir. She points again. It's I. I just pointed. Oh. I'm sorry, I had my eyes on a rabbit. You know, if you walk up to somebody who's skinning a rabbit and ask for their undivided attention, then you should expect them to not know what the fuck you're talking about. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's okay, Red. I, I got the maps for us, don't worry. All right, uh, thank you, thank you. If you need anything else, let me know. And she uh, wipes her hands on her apron and heads back up. Kraloth is going to follow her. Okay. And when she enters the inn, uh, I, I see that she's a bit surprised by seeing Oh, oh yes. Hello. There, And I say, oh, uh, it, it'll only take a moment. Um, I think we have all our things. But uh, I just wanted to, to, to um, speak with you about last night. Um, yes. What do you need? Um, the, the matter of the, the horses. All right. Those horses, they... Uh, the the one that the one that died was 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 very special to a friend of mine and um i just want to make sure it gets a proper burial oh yes well whatever you need thank you um if i can be quite frank you're lucky that we were here last night those trolls would have done some serious destruction and uh 
I am grateful that we were here as well. But um, I think that the least that you would be able to do is buy us a horse, replace the horse that we lost. She sort of crosses her arms over her chest and looks hard at you for a second. Master Crayloth, I didn't require payment of you to stay in my inn, did I? You didn't. And your being here with these horses, I believe is what attracted the trolls to be here in the first place. As proprietor of the inn that has sustained all of this damage, I don't have much to my name going forward in the world into the wintertime. So I hope you'll not find me ungrateful if I don't offer you any coin. The best I can do for you is a letter of recommendation. And I hope you'll be satisfied with that. At the mention of the horses being the reason, the potential reason that the trolls attacked in the first place, uh, it's clear that Kraloff hadn't thought of that. And his eyes kind of go wide and he kind of sputters. He nods that that would, that would do. That would do. You'll have to give me a few moments to find my writing supplies in the rubble as my room has sustained some damage. She turns around and walks out of the room. Hmm. And she comes back maybe two minutes later with a parchment rolled and sealed, an unfamiliar sigil, some colored wax and tied with a ribbon. She hands it to you and she says, my reputation doesn't exceed me much beyond uh, calling horns, but you should find this would gain you favor in the neighboring villages as well. Beyond that, I'm not sure what I can do for you. Um, Good day, Kraloth. I thank you. And Kraloth leaves with letter of recommendation. Kraloth returns to the group and uh, hands over the letter of recommendation to Doran. And he says, oh, uh, Tamlin gave this to us and uh, um, said that it might gain us some favor in the neighboring villages. Um, oh, thanks. Oh, geez. Yeah, you think you think she'd give us more than just, uh, just a bloody letter after, uh, you know, we had our horses <laughs> killed. God. And Doran clearly searches for a spot where he can put this letter where it won't get... Damaged, <laughs> soaked, in uh, like it very much will it's be damaged. Like, I've got a bag. Dorn, I've got a case over here. I can put it in. It's already you're... stained somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you don't mind, Kraloth, do you? That that map case we put together for you, Doran. If you actually tuck yes. the letters in in the fold yes. here, they they stay in one piece, no creases. It's perfect. It's actually what perfect. it's made for. Oh, that's very nice of uh, Tamlin to let us stay here as he tucks the Doran. The Lion Shield costumes over here. Let's map. go. All right, we're, I'm coming. So I think I think B and I, being on our feet, sort of go as the crow flies down the ridge and say, hey, we'll meet you there, guys, and uh, head off. Ranger training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> sliding down. Who's Oren been riding with? Uh, Doran. It's Doran and Oren on shit fart? <laughs> I mean, that's a talk show I got to listen to. Classic. Come on, Oren. So we all go to Orthovir's. It's this little cottage, um, very unremarkable. It does have the crest of Lion Shield Coster on the front door, but apart from that, it's a little bigger than most of the other cottages, but not by much. There are two horses stabled around back. Ah. Mm-hmm. Hello, horses. And I sort of hey. <laughs> take a look-see at both of them. And I assume the others sort of arrive at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're about the same time. In. And is Orthavir kind of out and about, or is he inside? Yeah, Orthavir is outside sweeping the s- ground. Wake up! Stop sweeping! Good day <laughs> to you. Oh, hello there. Hi. Hi. Uh, we are travelers, adventurers, and I need to buy a horse. Oh, 
Yeah, sure. I mean, these aren't really for sale. No, we're we're headed to Noner's Hold, and you have a package to deliver there. Ah, is what I think we're told. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> wonderful. I have a package. Hold on. Uh, when are you leaving? Now? Are you leaving now? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Stay Momentarily. Right there. He goes inside quickly, and uh, you hear the sound of some struggling from inside, and he sort of hauls out this crate. It's marked with the Lion Shield Coster emblem, and there's some like rattling from inside. It looks like it's a little bit heavy, and he's like, "Yeah, ah, oh, thank you guys so much. This is awesome." Uh, okay, I'm so sorry. I thought that you just wanted to like buy a horse, and I don't really do that. But um, if you're delivering to Nuanar's Hold, you can have a horse. I can have a horse. One of the horse, whichever horse you want. This one's nice. This horse's name is Bruce. Um. Hi, Bruce. Hey, that's Bruce. Oh, Bruce is fun. What's your name? Uh, me? The other one. Oh, <laughs> this, this is Snowdrop. Snowdrop. Oh, hello, Snowdrop. <laughs> oh, I like both. What do you think, B? <laughs> Wait, I guess B, you should have a horse too. Can we buy the other one? Uh, you're going to Noanar's Hold right now and taking this for me. So, you know what? Take both of my horses. I don't need them. Are these horses cursed? No. Can I roll insight on this guy? Sure. This is way too forthcoming with a natural one. Ooh, <laughs> for shame. shame. This guy's the best. Right. Let's take these you horses. Think that they're Get rid of it. Rip you off. <laughs> you think that he has a disease where he makes horses from his own body? Come on, it's winter. Where's he going? He doesn't want to feed a horse all winter. Do you know how expensive that is? It just—he's happy to get rid of him. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good rationale. But is that what I'm? Is that what a one gives me? The one gives you. You don't know what this guy's deal is, but he sure is friendly. I don't know what your deal is, but you sure are friendly. Um, why don't you take Snowball B? S- Snowdrop. Uh, yes, she seems lovely. Kraloff gets off Glynn and um, walks over to this box, and he kind of taps it with his toe and says, uh, "So, uh, what exactly are we going to be delivering here?" Yes, that's a very important detail, of course. Uh, so these are saddles and bridles, the finest that I could make and source. And you'll be bringing them to Nuanar's Hold uh, to one Amrath Mulnabar. He's in the keep there. So just bring that to him and you're d- done. That's it. Oh, well, wh- Why don't you bring it yourself, if you don't mind me asking? I am running late on the sale. Couldn't get them out uh, in time, so... It's kind of awkward. I don't really want to make the journey. It's four days round trip, so... Okay, well, seeing as, seeing as we're already huh. going that way... Uh, yeah! Yes, fine by me. Thank you. So, um, just take the horses and go. Yeah. Can I look at the horse? Can I do, like, an insight or an animal handling or something to see if they're, like, diseased? Oh, yeah. I mean... It's like five goblins in a horse costume? <laughs> Those horses are made of goblins. I love how like we got like these really untrustworthy people. A two. Oh wow! What dice is this? Hey, this is Tomb Tapper, and you know what? Tomb Tapper is (gasps) done. I'm for shame. Over a couple of shades. It rolled a natural one and a natural two, and frankly, I hit the Tomb Tapper once out of like the four times I attacked. Yeah, we're done. That guy's done. Dice jam. I am going to get a new die. Shame. And I am going to name this one Megan Shepherdson after oh. our new great old one Patreon hey, supporter. Megan, Megan Shepherdson. No pressure. Mm-mm. 
Don't you roll no dot ones. But if you don't roll well. <laughs> don't you roll no ones, Megan Shepherd. You will go in the jar. You don't want to be in uh-huh. there. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. B, why don't you take Snowdrop there and uh, I'll take uh, Bruce. Is your name Bruce? And I'm just, I spend a minute with my primeval awareness and just sort of try to read the feelings of this creature. And he leans back after a, a minute and he goes, your name is Truce. True Stephen. This is true Stephen, guys. The truest Stephen. Come on. And he starts leading him out of the path. Guys, I want you to introduce you to Truce. Uh, true Stephen. And uh, mm. he's going to be our companion for a while. And I imagine he's this black horse. like uh, He's black. really tall. He's got this odd thing in his knee. He's got like a white dot on his knee. Like a white patch of hair on his knee. Yeah. Cool. I think yeah. Too. Snowdrop is like pretty much like... Pure white, except her mane is kind of gray. This is in a crate here. Is there a way to just like strap it up to the horses? No problem. Yeah, there's like a like a little cart that he gives you guys. That's like one crate big. Perfect. Uh, okay, okay, guys, we're losing light here. I really don't want to be riding at night. You remember what happened last time we rode at night? I got yeah. lost in a blizzard. Yeah, Come that on. was funny. Yeah, that's true. Remember that? That's true. And I like turned to the owner, this dude. I'm like, remember that? That was great. Bye. What? Okay. Goodbye. And we ride off Don't with our clearly sabotaged horses that are going to explode when I turn. I think it's, I think it's the <laughs> package. Horses. What? Who's holding the package? Mage hand? Mm. Um, probably Bruce. Bruce is like used to the, the cart that Orthavir hooked up. Who? Oh, Truce. Truce. True Stephen. Truce Stephen. So right, Truce. <laughs> You're a good boy. We're going to get to know each other. My old horse, Asta, was my favorite. Oh. <laughs> oh. Got to ride so alone sad. for a while. <laughs> so the Evermore Way is a gravel and dirt wagon trail that travels mostly in an east-west orientation. It cuts through a strip of grassland between the high forest to the south and the Evermores to the north. So you guys are all traveling east sort of northeast but mostly east and as you travel though the evermores don't butt up directly to the evermore way you can still smell them now especially as the sun gets higher in the sky as the day wears on you can smell this like acrid boggy smell and frog (laughs) fog shrouded hills mark the start of the moorland beyond which who knows what may lie did you say frog shouted yep. hills? I did frog shrouded <laughs> hills. It's a really fascinating right. part of the Forgotten Realms geology. Is sometimes the frogs float right up, and you've got a Shut soupy world. There's you so know? much freaking <laughs> frogs. They're just it, it's soupy frog. with frogs. Yeah, it's where that you know you put the frog in hot water. Saying comes. All from right, roll for initiative. Dun, 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 dun. Frog cloud. <laughs> no <laughs> frogs. The end. Um, I know that Kryloth has quite the high passive perception, and I also assume that Red is doing some scouting up ahead of the party. So yeah. With both of you, um, maybe Red, you spot the glint of metal off the path to the north. Hold up. Glint of metal. And Kryloth, you hear the cawing of crows on the wind. Hmm. Some crows as well. Yeah, I, I was going to say that too. Crows as well. I, I said it at the same time as him. I heard it. Glint of metal. I mean, that's that's very important. Doran jumps off his horse and grabs Shitfart by the rein and kind of goes off to the side of the path. Okay. Yeah, Jack gets down and, and leads uh, Amicure next to Doran. Yeah, yeah, let's all do that. We got to be smart about foot. this. 
Oh, Kieran, why don't you go take a look over there? Fine. Thanks, Kieran. Yeah, Kieran takes flight as a raven and circles overhead to the north some distance and then flies back and lands in front of you, Jack, hopping. And you hear the imp's voice in your head. It's a scene of battle. Blood soaked. Is it still happening now? Do you hear battle? I don't know. I didn't see it. No. This is the first instance that I feel like there's a bubble. Not like an accusation, but something like, hmm, that seems a bit weird. Yeah. The relationship between Kieran and Jack is very different. I remember Kieran like curling up in your lap and yeah. being affectionate towards you. You've yeah. never once seen this raven like be I mean, it'll ride on Jack's shoulder, but it's never like affectionately picking through his hair and preening him the way that you might have seen Kieran do. And I do genuinely think that red it doesn't even say anything about it, doesn't but this is the first instance that when this raven returned and the way jack's talking to it sort of like cautiously like oh can you maybe go check that out a little bit it just it just felt weird and maybe even red and doran just share a quick look to each other not really knowing what they're feeling but just feeling something yeah sort of like uh did you see that too did you and then we shrug it off Mm -hmm. there's a battleground up ahead so do you guys head forward to check it out or Mm. Yeah, let's tie up the horses and go in on foot. And I'm going to just spend a minute and do my primeval awareness to see if I can detect any humanoids within a five-mile radius. Do I sense any in the direction that we would be heading? No, there are no humanoids within the immediate area. Perfect. And then I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace and suggest that we approach stealthily and on foot. Okay. Yeah, everyone roll some stealth checks, please. Stealth it up. Come on, Megan. Stealth it up. What you gonna get for that stuff? I've got my check. new, uh, I've got my new ice wind die. Oh, Ooh. so pretty! Oh, wow. yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. It's like a... Yeah, what'd you guys roll? Uh, I rolled a three. Uh, bad job, Megan. That's a nineteen for me. Twenty-eight. I got a fifteen. Twenty-two. So the four of you creep silently northward into the hills before the marshland and you come upon this blood-soaked field there are tall grasses here flattened and the soil marred with evidence of a great battle i'm picturing like the lord of the rings uh, aragorn coming upon like the orakai it's like seeing Ray hobbits like all the, the... A blood-soaked field <laughs> It's my favorite <laughs> Christmas carol. I think you mean the rotting um, carols. They're what we have. <laughs> yeah. The rotting, so yes. rotting carols. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are corpses that litter the ground here and there, okay. obviously felled by violence. Mm. What, what kind of corpses? Well, that's a great question. There are 18 humanoid corpses overall and the corpses of two fire giants. <gasps> um their corpses are being picked at by carrion birds, these crows that you heard, Kraloth, and a couple of wolves who uh, have not yet detected your presence. They're tearing at flesh on the bodies. They're stripped of flesh, mostly, and buzzing with flies, crawling with maggots. These bodies have clearly been here for a little while. Wow. How far across is this battlefield, roughly? I mean, you haven't really walked the perimeter, but it's definitely more than 100 meters wide. Hey, Red, grab the, grab the rod of the Vonandad quick. Okay. And somehow while sneaking, I pull this massive rod out. Yeah, I do. 
<laughs> mage hand. Mage Pull hand. my massive rod with mage hand. That's perfect. <laughs> it's uh, and uh, yeah. just flops out of your bag. Yeah, and let's let's see if there's any adamantine in the foreseeable area. The way he uses this thing, it should be called Rob of the Von and Dog. You know? It's <laughs> good and bad at the same uh, time. It's brilliant. So bad. Yeah. You do not detect any adamantine objects within 10 miles. While they're doing their rod thing, um, Kraloth's going to cast Eyes of the Grave just to see if any of these corpses are more than just corpses. Mm-hmm. No. They are all mundane dead people and giants cool good to know Mm -hmm. so it's just those wolves that we have to worry about there's only two of them do they look thin or uh no they're thick ass wolves (laughs) yeah they've been eating (laughs) these wolves are clearly interested in scavenging what what flesh they can from the bones they're both on top of one of the fire giants and because you guys Mm. are so stealthy they haven't noticed you right Maybe we could probably just scare him off, Dorn. Absolutely. Get out of here. Go. Scoot. Yeah, at that, the wolves lift their like grizzly heads that are red with blood and they eye you and then they sort of hop down off the bodies and lope away into the grassland. Oh, good. I was like, what did you do? <laughs> and they attack. Yeah, yeah. Trouble. Make it double. Kraloth begins walking across the field towards these fire giants and uh, he's like, oh. This is going to need a pretty big hole. Oh, I got you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think Red stands up next to Doran and the two of us sort of behind. And uh, look at all this carnage. Yeah. Hey, Red, why don't you and Doran take a look at those corpses there and we'll start burying the the humanoids. Sure. And I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Sure. And just sort of walk around and do a sweep of the area before burying any corpse. These bodies are missing their valuables and their clothing as well as their flesh and their vitality. Yeah, they yeah. have been pillaged, stripped bare by whom you're not sure or when. Those wolves. Damn wolves pillaging. <laughs> yeah, you notice when the wolves ran away that they're carrying sacks of gold and Damn. trinkets. No, I'm just kidding. All right, Doran, help me with this. We drag some bodies. Yeah. I'd like to kind of roll a perception maybe. Yeah, please. With a 14. Yeah, underneath one of the corpses that you pick up, you find a piece of carved wooden jewelry. Oh, cool. Carved jewelry, he says as he picks it up. Oh, cool, Doran. Oh. It's broken in one place, probably when, you know, this violence happened, but it looks like it probably was once like a necklace. Neat. Are you going to use that for something? Yeah, maybe. It's kind of pretty, eh? I was thinking maybe we should give it to B, make a feel part of the family. Maybe I'll do that. It'd mean a lot coming from you, bud. I'm going to pocket it for right now. Hey, you know what might be a good little pick-me-up? Check this out. And I'm going to cast Minor Illusion like 30 feet away. Uh. So this undead head starts crawling across the ground, just near Kraloth's feet. <laughs> Abomination! <laughs> we just hear the smacking of, uh, of a shovel against the ground behind the, the, the fire giants. <laughs> They're not all dead! They're not all dead! Everyone alert! And Doran and I are like rolling on the ground. But Kraloth, the dead head, crawls on. What the hell? Uh, it just like goes right through it. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, good times. Kraloth and his craziness. That was good. That was good. <sighs> Damn it, Red! So I've, I've got the holes ready. 
if you want to lower the bodies in. Oh, yep, yep. And Kraloth has been moving them over and kind of piling them up next to where Jack was. And he begins pushing them in. <sighs> and watch for any of your uh, undead heads <laughs> as I push more bodies in. Not funny, Doran. The undead is no laughing matter. You know what? I just thought of this. Um, this isn't good. There, it seems like there might be uh, more fire giants on this path. Yeah. You think we're getting closer to their base? I don't know. Kind of like the hill giants had their their base of operations. Who knows? Well, then let's just keep moving. I think we need to get to uh, our destination as soon as possible. As we get back to the horses, Kraloth says, Hey, Oren, hop down for a second. I just want to take a look here. And he pulls off the crate and uh, looks for like an opening mechanism. Is there like a latch or is it locked? Or? It's like nailed. You'd have to use a crowbar to pry the, the crate apart. Which I think some of you have crowbars in your adventurer's kit. I have a crowbar. You got a crowbar, Doran? Yeah, of course. And he and he reaches into his backpack and grabs a crowbar. Here. I don't know. Something about that guy. I don't really trust him. You're going to open and, it up? And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to pry it open. Here, let me help you. Yeah, thanks, Doran. Doran, you open the crate to see five fine leather saddles, bridles, you know, horse stuff. They're packed in loose straw. They look normal. Yeah, they they look like saddles. But maybe they're sabotaged. Explosive saddles. I mean, we could. Flash cut to all of us riding our horses, continuing on, but we're all we're riding like really nice saddles. <laughs> <laughs> and the box is filled with just crap saddles. <laughs> just- you know what? I think... Um- I think maybe we should just try and make this look like it was unopened. And he starts ta- tapping down the uh, the staples. Yeah, you put the lid back on the crate and hammer it back down. You do a pretty good job of disguising the fact that you pried it off in the first place. I, I, I guess, I guess, I guess he was trustworthy. Huh. Huh. Sorry about that, guys. As you hammer the nails back into the crate and everyone gets ready to hop back up on their horses, you catch a fleeting glimpse of a cloud castle floating a mile or so above the Evermores. Its three towers of gleaming pearl-white stone are only visible for a few moments before the mysterious stronghold disappears behind the overcast skies of the marshland. on a cloud? Things are miserable, but not that miserable, are they? Thanks again to our Patreon supporters, Adam Fry, Megan Shepherdson, Christopher Ryan Evans, and Merlin. You make this all possible. See you soon! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.